Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. I like the hoodie today, fam. I like your I like your hoodie, I like your microphone setup, I like your yeah. headphones, I like the color of your wall. Yeah, we're kind of twinning out at this point. Yeah, we're kind of twinning out. Do you, do you need me to send you a game used? Andy Ruther. Oh, coming to you. Sorry. What's that? Do you need me to send you a game used Cal Ripken jersey so you can put it on your wall behind you? No, no. Where'd you get that though? I, I like that. Oh, it's it's a it's actually a, a really great. Uh, I've had it forever, and it's been. I mean, it's traveled with me for the last close to twenty. I mean, since I since I left my parents' house, uh, so probably twenty one years, something like that. It's been in a garment bag, and I finally finally bought. One of those frames that we use to do the great guy jersey and the Bill Wall jersey. I finally framed it. Um, when I was in high school, I had a uh I had a hitting coach, a baseball coach, a guy who used to I used to take private lessons with and that would eventually coach my like American Legion team. And he just became good friends. I became like really good friends and I worked, I was a counselor at his baseball camp. I attended his baseball camp, then I was a counselor at his baseball camp. He was like uh big Baltimore Orioles fan. And um, he was just like always hustling for money. He wanted to go to like law school and he was hustling for money. And like he used to, he did SAT prep with me and whatever. And at one point he was just like, Hey, do you think uh, your parents would like have any interest in giving you a game worn Cal Ripken Jersey? Cause I'm just trying to get some money together for law school. And I call, I told my mom, like I came home from like private lesson that day. I was like, Hey, Drew's trying to get rid of a game worn Orioles Jersey. I was like, whatever he, he wants, like give him some dough for it. And she was like, really? Is that something you'd want? I was like, are you kidding? He wore it in a game. I was like, and I think my mom ended up giving him, you know, whatever, a couple hundred bucks or 500 bucks or something like that. And uh, he used it to go to law school. And I, put it in a garment bag and just looked at it every once in a while and finally put it on the wall. Have you looked what the value of that could be now? No, I wish I, you know, I, I, you know, there's no like authentication. I think it came with one, but like, God knows, you know, it's probably in a safe envelope that's been passed around. I mean, it's 25. My mom bought it when I was like, I think a freshman in high school. So we're looking at like close to 30 years ago now. Um, but I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I just put it into Google. Yeah, worn Cal Ripken jersey. Obviously, the prices are all over the map. Yeah, I bet it's it's worth some nice money. Yeah, I would think so. It's it, you can see on it. It's got the the 125th anniversary gold patch. Yeah, none of these are game worn. The ones yeah. I'm seeing on eBay right now. Are just signed Cowrie jerseys, right. and it's not signed. It's just game worn, which is I don't know in a way kind of better. I think you would think, 
if it was if you had to choose between the two, obviously a signed game worn jersey would be amazing, but yeah. That reminds me, I need to frame my OJ Simpson jersey. Same yeah. thing. It just hasn't been framed. I have my Walton jersey on the wall right next to me here. I think think maybe put it over there so we can get a you know, I can be sandwiched in by great white athletes. Throw did it you, down. Did you see OJ did a podcast? OJ Mahomes, yeah. I'm now on Spotify. No, he did someone's podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, I did see that. I think he did full send or whatever, right? He did. And I'm not really familiar with those guys. Yeah. And I saw some people complaining and I'm like, come on. Like, and I think they were like, so about the murder. And he's like, we ain't talking about that. We're not real? talking about that. Yeah. I already said I'd have OJ on our show. I don't know if you'd be a part of it. I'd have him on our show. Hard not to have him on, but then, but then you can't, you can't let him off the hook. But everyone knows he committed that double murder. That's my thing. Like, like I saw Michael Rappaport complaining about it, and be like, "You need clicks," and I'm like, "Dude, pot meat kettle, bro." Like, we're we're all in the click game, whether you want to agree or not. Like, we're all trying to get clicks. We're all trying to get downloads. We're all trying to get views. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. That that, that's was- a great reminder, Andy. That uh, I've got some shows coming up. Where can they see you live? I'll, I'll be I'll be in New York City after I go to Cincinnati to see you for the Bengals Bills game. I'm off to New York City. I've already started adding dates. I've got dates of the uh, the Comedy Cellar uh, already added to my website. More should be added. Uh, more seller dates should be added soon. I've got dates at the Stand in New York already added there, and uh, I'll be there for the first week of January. I'm off to. Uh, Vegas, the 16th to the 22nd of January, whole week comedy seller. Once again, two shows a night, every night for a whole week in Vegas, Benny, the Vegas crews out, hit me up guys. Should I bring my golf clubs again? Is it warm enough to play some golf on there? I feel like it is. Uh, then off to Wilmington, North Carolina for the last weekend in January. I believe it's the 27th and 28th. Uh, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. If you're in the North Carolina area, get those shoot, get those tickets now. Unlike the Vegas seller or the New York seller or the stand in Wilmington, North Carolina, Joe Prano headlining. Get your tickets now. The earlier you can buy tickets, the earlier you can support, the better. I'm sure verified uh, former TV dirtball John Smith will be there. Um, and so if you're if you're around, come on down to. The Dead Crow Comedy Show, Wilmington, North Carolina. You you have a pretty full slate in the next month yeah, or so. Yeah, that's right. And then February, we got Sketch Fest the first weekend of February. I just added some San Diego dates. Pizza Star will be out here in town. We're going to do a little run of shows. Pizza Star and I will be doing the candy show again, Madhouse again. Not Pizza uh, Star. Not, not Pizza Star. Oh, Pizza Star. And then uh, Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. So, yeah, go to JoePrano.com for shows. But for starters, if you're in North Carolina, get some Joe Prano headlining tickets now. If you're in New York, check out my schedule. Come see a show next week. Yeah, we're all in it for clicks. We're all in it for – I'm, I'm in it for stand-up fans. I mean, look, it, it's all it's it's all kind of the same thing. Who thought his name was exactly. Pizza Starro? Was that Ryan Clatt? So many, so many people, honestly, hundreds of dirt balls and, and kook, kook heads. 
I'm going to play a call real quick. Ryan thinks he's figured out one of my idiotic pronunciations. He's, he thinks he's figured out, you know how I mispronounce things all the time. He, he's pieced some things together. Speaking of him, I'll play it real quick. And maybe he's on to something. Hey, guys, it's Ryan Klatt. So it's been brought up a few times on the show before how Andy pronounces the word dog. He adds an L in it and it becomes dog, which is totally fine. Like Lord knows I say some things different too. But uh, I've wondered for years, where the fuck does that L come from? Well, I figured it out in the last episode when you guys were discussing the Chiefs fan that robbed a bank. Andy takes the letter L out of the word wolf and adds it to the word dog. So wolf becomes woof and dog becomes dog. And that's another dirty sports mystery solved. Happy New Year, everyone. Stay safe. Stay dirty. I have, I have heard you say woof. You, you say woof like a baby. You say woof <laughs> like, because like if you were to teach a kid that a wolf, what a wolf was. Yeah. He'd be like, woof. It's a wolf. Yeah. I say wolf. Yeah. So, yeah. And definitely dog. I add the L. Oh, I don't know where that comes yeah. from. Well, Ryan figured it out. It, they're yeah. all, they're all in the same, you know, I don't want to say species, but I'm not, I've never, I was never good with the science. Are they the same species? Are they the same, are they the same genus? What are they? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that. But it's wolf like, and dog, uh, you know, all around the uh, the wolf the wolf uh, bloodline. Well, it's you're like moving, my dad you're moving L's around. My dad and people from like that west side of Cincinnati. A lot of them say Washington. Yeah, I, I say what? It's Washington, Washington. Where, where's the R come from? Like that's a other cincinnati thing i just maybe that's a cincinnati we just i did the i did the uh i did the great american comedy festival in norfolk uh nebraska it's norfolk i mean there there is no r it's an l and they but the whole town norfolk norfolk nebraska i was like why are you yeah that's how it's spelled i always pronounce it norfolk too yeah they could they say norfolk and it's the and when I did it, it's the home of Johnny Carson. That's why they have the Great American Comedy Festival there. And when I went on stage, I was like, "You guys all call the town Norfolk, like you guys, you guys replace." I I don't even think I said it. I said uh, I I started out my thing. I was like, "I'm so excited to be in the town uh, where Johnny Carson is from." I was like, "The greatest talk show host ever, even greater." Than Reno or Redderman, as you guys call them. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, like, is it like that in other countries? It's got to be, right? Yeah. We're like, where you live, people just mispronounce shit where they're from. Yeah. I mean, think about, you know, like Worcester. Yeah. War, yeah. War, war sisters, Worcester. I don't know. Well, you're gonna you you'll be here on what Sunday night. You get to hear all those local mispronunciations. Yeah, big game, in fa- Joe. In fact, they're one of the big mispronunciations in Ohio is they call that stuff uh, that you guys eat chili. 
<laughs> Shots fine. You're not kidding. That's fine. That's fine. I never, I never know with your, with your budding, you know, relationship with Gold Star. Am I oh, still allowed fine. to make? I'm still allowed to make fun of Chili, right? Yeah, of course. You may find anything you want, dude. Just because. Okay. Here's the thing. Just because, you know, there's partnerships doesn't mean, like. Uh, you know, I'll say this. I'll say not- I'll say this, Andy. A gun to my face. If I had to eat what is masquerading as chili over spaghetti, it's going to be Gold Star. Appreciate that. Well, <laughs> and, and and along those lines, to all my fellow Cincinnatians or Ohioans, whatever you are, what I'm learning, having access to their social media, their Twitter account in particular. The the people that die on this hill over which they prefer is wild to me. It's like eye opening. Like we, you know, we host a sports show, so we talk about people dying on the hill of like a Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, or you name it. People are dying on a chilly hill, and for anyone on either side, get a life. Like you, like that's not the hill I want to die on. Is Oh my God, this chili so much, but guys, you know, come on. A, a hill of spaghetti is what you're dying on. Yeah. It's just, it's, 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 it's not, it's, a, it's, it's a six way. It's the noodles, the chili, the onions, the cheese, the, your body on the hill. Yeah. It's, it's funny now because we do a sports show and we see the brainwashing over the years that to me, that's what it is. It's like, dude, you've been brainwashed since day one to prefer one or the other. Like, yeah, I, you know, both. I don't really care. Like, yeah. It's not like Miller Lite when that's the, the clear and obvious light beer. You know, all the other beers are pretenders. There's variations of chili around the world. There's only one original light beer and everything else is pretending to be a light beer. But so that's, you know, that's the only hill to die on. A hundred percent. And, you know, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up. I saw my eighth grade basketball coach. I, I was driving around just an old neighborhood and he was, I haven't seen him. He's his, homeless his, now. No, <laughs> I was driving around. He was begging for money. No, no. He, he lives actually really close to me. And uh, his, his wife was really good friends with my mom growing up. Right. So they go, they go way back like years. And uh, he asked what I was doing. I said, I still doing my podcast. And I said, you know, our presenting sponsor is, is Miller Lite. And he's like, I love Miller Lite. He was, that's the only thing I've drank for years. And, and, and I almost felt I was like, did Prano just come into your body? And you know what he said? <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not making this up. He, he looked at me, he's like, Miller Lite, that's great. He said, uh, he said, he said, dude, why would you drink anything else? All this other stuff? He goes, I swear it's been around since about... And I think he meant this. He goes, it's been around since what? He goes, you would know, 1850s. And I was like, uh, 1975, but <laughs> he know why. He was like, not all he was not also your eighth grade history teacher. <laughs> He's like 1850s. And I was like, well, you're you're kind of close, just just off by I don't know. 1975, because that's you know, it's it's still relatively modern because the groundbreaking technology they needed to make the original light beer wasn't available. The, 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 that was they made it the first day that that groundbreaking technology was available. For sure. Well, guys, Joe's going to be in town to drink some Miller Lite. I'm going to have some special Bengals Who Day Miller Lite that I'm going to pick up at Kroger for him and Randy Ruther. And now is the time. 
to get that Miller Lite ready for the Monday night football game. So go get it right now. Everybody in Cincinnati, or even if you're not in Cincinnati, because the game of the year, the game of the year, guys, get your Miller Lite, drink it, drink it on, on Monday night. When you watch the game, is there a Manning cast Monday night? There's not. Oh gosh. I mean, that that, that would be the only, that would be the only way to like meet, how great an experience we're going to have is if you were at home watching the Manning brothers with your Miller light, but watch the game, drink your Miller light. We'll be there drinking our Miller lights. That's right. Miller light. Great taste. 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you, or you can give the gift of Miller time this holiday season. I'm sorry. So you can give the gift of Miller time this holiday season, or you can pick up some Miller light pretty much anywhere. They sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And I was thinking this will be our first time seeing each other and doing a show in a little over a year and a half. Yeah. So we can do a live podcast on Monday. It, listen to this. We all, we all right, will. So, yeah. Dude, it hit me the other day. I was like, I forgot how to do the live podcast with all that equipment. It's been a year and a half. I'm going to have to do a test run this weekend. The setup that we did for, let's see here. Are we going to steal, are we going to steal a play out of your former eighth grade basketball coaches playbook? And are me, you and Randy going to run the weave? We're going to run the three man weave on Monday. Yeah, I haven't talked to Randy, I, and I'm totally cool with that. I don't know when he's going to be in town as far as where he's going to be. Is he already tailgating outside the stadium? Maybe. Yeah. Who, who knows? I'm pretty sure he's uh, in a tattoo chair somewhere getting white tiger stripes put on him. <laughs> How do you think he would react if the Bengals won the Super Bowl? Probably die. He'd probably celebrate till he died. Like, what's his move? I literally don't know. I would be wor- I would be worried for him. Listen, I've seen four giant Super Bowls in my lifetime. I've celebrated in some form three, but obviously, when you're a kid in 1990, you're not. I'm not going out drinking. The first Super Bowl, the two adult Super Bowls I had were dangerous for me. And the second one is four years after the first one. It's not that long after. So the fact that that was dangerous for Randy Ruther to celebrate one for the first and only one of his lifetime and the first Bengals one ever, it would be dangerous. I mean, the fact that I was, again, celebrating my third and fourth of my lifetime and it was dangerous. Randy would be no way. He'd be He'd have a hard time surviving. Dangerous for the whole city. Like any of these cities. Like if if a Bengals or a Vikings or a Browns. I mean, I I don't even know what to say. Lions. Like if these if these cities or teams have never won a Super Bowl. I mean, Lions fans are it's are are dangerously celebrating going getting seven wins. (laughs) They're eating lion shit. They're going to the zoo and climbing into the cage and eating lion shit. Like, we fought over six and a half. Suck our lion dicks. You guys are going to miss the playoffs again. That's right. But we borderline made it. It's it's nuts how much the NFL is king. I don't know if you saw the NFL viewership on Christmas Day. Did you see those numbers? Yeah. 
almost 26 million people watch the Packers Dolphins game. Almost 23 million watch Broncos Rams and 17 million watch Bucks Cardinals. And obviously it's it's whooping the ass of the NBA that day, which doesn't surprise me just because NFL is, is king so much. But when you look at those contracts, and we just talked about it, right, with Sunday Ticket, or people say, oh, Amazon pays a billion dollars a year for one game a week. You look at that, and I'm just like, okay, do the numbers. Like, if this many millions of people are watching, and you get the charge for the ads. Yeah, it's not, it's not that hard of a, it's not that difficult of a math problem to figure out. No. Like it, like it all adds up. And I, you know, I'm stoked. This, this will be a fun game. I'm stoked to go with you guys. And uh, I might as well just explain where we're going to be for any of the dirt balls. Cause we have some dirt balls coming in from out of town as well. So we are going to be tailgating at the biggest tailgate that the Bengals have every week, which is uh Bengals gym. So he's like a Bengals super fan. And he runs a massive tailgate. He's got a great following on Twitter. He's got 50,000 Twitter followers. So he's just diehard Bengals guy. So this Monday, they're going to feature a bunch of wing places from Cincinnati. They're going to have a a wing eating contest. (laughs) Yeah. So they're going to have a wing eating contest. And also uh, there there will be Gold Star provided as well. So basically what these guys do a lot of these super fans, they pair up. And I told you this before the show, it's pretty cool. They have about, I don't know, anywhere from a thousand plus people. They're expecting 1500 people, Joe, this, uh, and what they do is it's, they they'll provide some booze, but it's mostly BYOB and all they ask guys for, and they provide all this food, all this, just, just the whole environment. They just ask money for charity. They just raised money for charity. They've raised almost a hundred thousand dollars at his particular tailgate all season. So they, they've partnered with Joe Burrow's charity with uh, Ken Anderson's charity. And then this week, and I just told you for the Monday night football game, they always have special speakers and, you know, it's a straight up pep rally type environment. They're going to have hall of fame and arguably the best alignment of all time. Anthony Munoz will be there. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So Anthony Munoz will be there. So, Again, it's it's Bengals. And, and easily, easily, if not the greatest offensive lineman of all time, easily the greatest Mexican American NFL player ever by a landslide. Oh, landslide! Yo, fool! Yeah, you're, so, not, you're not sacking the quarterback today, fool. <laughs> <laughs> I love Anthony Munoz. He was great. Yeah, he was. He was one of those guys that when he played, you just like you rooted for him just across as a football fan, you're just like, he's awesome. Yeah. Big furniture salesman now in Cincinnati for years. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. So is it actually big furniture? Like, is it furniture for gigantic people? (laughs) He's been doing furniture commercials for since I was a kid. He's like, here's this small chair, sir. That's a love seat. (laughs) Here's this small couch. That's a 10 person sectional. So Munoz is enormous. So was his kid. So we played yeah. against his kid in high school football. Yeah. Kid was like six, nine, 300 pounds as a freshman. Six, nine. <laughs> yeah. His, well, his kid just had injuries. He went to Tennessee. Yeah. His, his knees just got cut short. But anyway, it's going to be, and I'll tweet all this out. Um, 
I mean, I'm not giving, well, it, it's a whole, the, the directions, I'm not giving all that now, but literally if it's on the corner of Elm and Marion Way, if you look for the giant inflatable Joe Burrow, that's where the tailgate is. Like it's a massive inflatable Joe Burrow, which I don't know if we can keep Randy Ruther alone with that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly the, suddenly the Joe Burrow, the inflatable Joe, Joe Burrow is deflating because Randy Ruther has penetrated it. There's a hole in Joe. Randy's zipping his pants up and running away. Oh man, this is gonna be a lot of fun. So slide slide into the DMs if you have any questions about anything. Again, I'll I'll tweet that out, but uh slide into Twitter, Instagram, DMs, and uh we'll we'll do it up. Big week. I mean, not only the game, not only you coming to town, we're tied in picks now. Yep. Oh, why do I do this to myself? But before we get to more NFL. Year in and year out, Andy. This it start, it's have has there ever been a year where I got out to a big lead and you closed? No, I've I've had a lead since I had a lead from week two through week sixteen. I, I feel like this is every year though. For, That's like, what I'm saying. You, you never you had a lead. I'm, you see what I'm drinking, right? Coffee. Because coffee's for closers. Oh man. Yeah. You you literally I had a lead from week two through week 15. Now we're tied. And now the pressure is fully on me. Yeah. You're like the Eagles. I'm like Pedro Martinez against the Yankees. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, who's your daddy? Like you had the lead. Who's your daddy? I'm left in the game. I can't, I can't quit now. I don't know. Did you watch that Luca game? That 60 I did, I did point yes. triple double. What do you mean? The Luke? Yeah. Unfortunately for me, that's the Knicks game. I, I knew did it I was watched, the Knicks did, game. I, did I watch the Knicks game where Luca put up 60, up 60 point triple double, 60, 20, and 11 or something like that, 60, 20, and 12? Yeah, I did. And honestly, the uh, for as well as he played and for as great as the missed free throw on purpose that he corralled and took the, his shot all that the best thing was still his freak out dance after he made that shot luca it's it's amazing it's like the greatest you know one of the greatest nba players today all that still white guy dance like w- unbelievably white when it came to his post shot dance it looked like he was being electrocuted the crazy thing about him is people don't realize how good he is. Well, like, like that stat that there's never non, been non ex- non NBA fans. I mean, no, NBA, sure. NBA fans know exactly how do good they he is. though? Do, like, do they know how good he is? I, I mean, if you watch, if you watch the playoffs the last few years, I mean, he's had huge shots, this huge game, like his playoff statistics in a very short career so far, his playoff statistics are the best statistics ever. That's like a fact from triple doubles point, like just the, the, and you know, obviously his efficiency isn't incredible because he has to do it all for those teams, but he has the best playoff career ever so far. Well, it's 32 and a half points, 9.3 rebounds, 7.9 assists a game. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I mean, he's shooting, yeah. he's shooting 47.3%. Right. I mean, he's not shooting terribly. 
No, he's not shooting terribly. Certainly for not for somebody who has to take a lot of outside shots. Did they make the Western Conference Finals last year? Did. Yeah. I mean, he's got 28 games. It's not like it's a small number. No, that's what I'm saying. Luca is that's my my point is is NBA fans, even if you're a casual NBA fan, if you're even the kind of fan who tunes in before the finals, you know how good Luca is. Yeah. It's crazy. But to think you could do a 60 point triple double. Yeah. And again, the the fact that it's never, I'm a big on like this has never happened before type of like that's like that's some insane numbers when something's never happened before. Well, there's a you know, the the thing with with Jokic these days, because he's you know a big he'll score these the he'll have the big point, big rebound game, and he's a great passer, so he has assists, but like he'll put up these stats and it's always like the only player to ever do this is Wilt Chamberlain. You know, Wilt Chamberlain's got all these like crazy gaudy numbers from back in the day. So every day Jokic puts up a thing that would be like it had never been done before, except for Wilt, who did it 14 times or whatever. But Luca, a 60 point triple double bananas. Yeah, no, it is. And you know what? Props to the Knicks for getting him into overtime for a game where a guy's playing that well. When you guys were what down two starters? Yeah. I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks are it's a very, it's a very tough place to be for Knicks fans. Like Knicks fans simultaneously rooting to be good, but like also we're not there yet. You know, it's it's the same. I always say it's like we're talking about the NBA. You need a superstar. Who's that star? You know, um, it's it sucks that they didn't get Donovan Mitchell uh this offseason, but of course, you know, the guys that are making this team halfway decent as they are would obviously a lot of them would have probably had to go. Um, So, you know, it's really, to me, it's really send Julius Randall somewhere where he can help a team compete slash contend and build with whatever you can get back from that team to next year and beyond. Cause the Knicks are close. Would you, would you have a new coach? Would I have a new coach? Yeah. Like what's your thoughts on Thibodeau at this point? In in essence, he is who I thought he was. Like the 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 one big like I would say the one great year they had was canceled out by last year, which is a disappointment. And this is about what I thought. You know, take a team that's take a team that's got talent. Um, be be a a middle of the pack uh, playoff seed. You know, four five six. Uh, it would be great to stay out of the um, play in tournament, but you know the idea of being a top three seed in the East with this talent is not something he was going to ever be able to achieve. And, um, but also he shouldn't be missing the playoffs either. Yeah. What is the consensus among Knicks fans? Not that you can find one among that group. Knicks Knicks fans are all over the place these days. I feel like Knicks fans have lost their way a little bit. I feel like you don't align yourself with yourself with Knicks fans. Well, the 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 breaking point with me and the Knicks community in general Mello. is obviously Carmelo. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, uh, it continued with the 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 Julius Randall, the the end of KP and the Julius Randall. You know, the moving of the moving of Perzingis to try to get two max players. 
so that you could get Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Then I, I broke from them a little bit more when they were, t- when thousands of them were telling me I was insane to not want Kyrie once again, proved right. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, you use that and you sign Julius Randall, who's been fine, who's been good. But again, my issue was, you know, you're taking a, a guy that you draft high and you haven't had to pay yet and whatever, and you're moving him at his lowest value when he's just been accused of like rape and he's injured and you're doing it so that you can get to max and you don't get anybody. So Knicks fans, you know, weirdly optimistic and weirdly, I think the thing about Knicks fans, I mean, every team's fan base is going to be optimistic, but they've, they've just latched on to players over the years who just, you know they're not the the cornerstone for a championship team. So why are we acting like they are? Yeah. Uh, breaking news: Pele has passed away. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I said, kick it over to me, Pele. So, like my early that's a that's a name. Anybody for- the 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 single dirt ball that gets that movie reference? I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not going to give it away because it is a deep cut. But like Pele, I don't follow soccer. That was like the first name I knew as a kid was Pele. My dad was obviously a big soccer guy. Yeah. And I've talked about it before. The only thing my dad ever really cared about was Italian national soccer. The one addition to that was the New York Cosmos. When the when the New York market got a professional soccer team back in the day who knows what league they played in but it was it was very it was a very big deal to my dad because they also signed Pele to play and he was like you don't know how fucking big this is and I was like I don't even know where these games happen and it was huge we had all kinds of New York Cosmos gear and soccer balls and t-shirts and it was like he was like dude Pele plays in New York now I didn't even know any of that existed yeah so was he, I know they always said he was the best is like messy. Like, I love how we're going to discuss this. And we know nothing. Like, what do oh, you I read? No I have no idea. Cause then I see people say now Messi's the best of all time. I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, listen, you read that all the time, but I, yeah, I have no so idea. Pele had the three world cups. Everything keeps saying, as I look right now, people writing about the, they're all saying, so is he responsible? So when they say the term a beautiful game. I love they, that you're, you're asking me like I have any idea. Well, they say the standard bearer of a beautiful game. Cause you hear that with soccer, the beautiful yeah. game. I'm sorry. You, so you don't know what that means. No. All I know is I just looked up Pele in the cosmos. And since we were speaking of game worn jerseys, like the, Cal Ripken one I have over my shoulder. If you want a game worn 1976 New York Cosmos Pele soccer jersey, you can get it for $17,300. Damn. I didn't know they had soccer leagues back then. Yeah. They've really been trying the soccer thing for a long time now. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, 1976. I mean, listen, even, even a young, young Joe Prano. When I, when I was actually called Joey 
is the original version of Joey No Chill. My dad was like, this is it, soccer in America. I was like, no one fucking cares, dad. Now, look, to be fair, it's definitely grown. And now these cities like Cincinnati's one of them, like where you can build a 20 to 25,000 seat stadium that they'll fill for the MLS. But I mean, that's a slow burn. We're talking 1976 to 2022. I mean, just to get like a 15 to 20,000 people out. What's the move here, soccer? I want to know. What's the move here, soccer? I love that you're asking a sport as a whole. Hey, soccer. What's the deal? Like, what's the move to make? What's your deal, soccer? Is it just, hey, football's so violent? American football? Tua is going to die on the field. Come play this sport. It's not as Uh, violent. uh, You know, I think that the, I think that we're actually, you know, they've been saying for years and years and years, here's why soccer is going to take off. Here's why. I actually think that the, this, we're just now entering the zone where soccer will have a greater pull towards people because um, now you can watch, you know, Premier League games on NBC, on whatever. And you can, you can essentially be an international soccer fan and watch all the games with all the streaming television and whatever. I mean, I, I remember it used to be there, there was a great bar. I think it's uh, closed now. There was a great bar in uh, the East Village in New York called Nevada Smiths. And they would close, they had to close at 4 a.m. You have closing at 4 a.m., but I think they could like reopen at 5 a.m. and they would open for soccer games. But it used to be a thing where you had to be, this devout, like show up to the bar at 5 a.m. thing. And now with streaming and now with replay and now with, you know, the Premier League being on NBC, we're and and now everything being a world's, you know, thing like a world like when you're a celebrity in sports, we've talked about this before. You don't have to decide, oh, I'm going to play in New York or L.A. or Chicago. Like now you can be in Cleveland and be a superstar because it's your Instagram following. So I think we're finally at a point now because soccer contracts are huge. Yeah. You know, it used to be, it used to be, why would you grow up and play soccer if you can make $15 an hour playing for, you know, whatever the MLS team is when you can be a multimillionaire playing in the NBA. And the, the fact of the matter is now that the world has become smaller we're probably at the beginning of what's pro- probably a 25, 20 to 25 year process where like young kids can get up on Saturday morning, watch their favorite international soccer team, want to be soccer players, have it be an actual like financial dream as well. And, you know, the U.S. will probably be good. at. Everybody's been saying the U.S. will be good at soccer like now or like, God, they've how many years have they been predicting we were good? But we're probably you know, 2040, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm calling the 2040 World Cup we compete. Are they ever, I mean, come on. I just feel like, I don't know if they're ever going to be good. And then we've, you know, I talked about it when we, when we did the Kaepernick thing, I think the CTE is a, is obviously going to be a big thing for playing with, you know, for, for parents not wanting their kids to play football. And I said it, I I said about the Kaepernick thing, I said, it really felt like they were 
solving a short-term problem, but probably causing themselves a long-term one, which is if you're a young, the parent of a young black kid in America, are you going to let your kid play a sport where he could get CTE also where they could take his livelihood away for an opinion? But I don't think people care about that. That's my, that's my, I, that's my opinion. I, I, I ultimately don't think, I just think, I mean, we just talked about the numbers earlier in the show, the popularity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just it's think a, sports, sports watching popularity and sports playing popularity are wildly different. Well, I think I, that's I would why say, I would say, I would say 97.5% of people who tune into the, that, that Packers Dolphins game on Christmas day. Do not know what it feels like to put on a football helmet. No, I wouldn't go that high. You wouldn't? Well, think about know. it. First of all, you're cutting 26 million people. Think about first of all, think about it this way. Cut in half, women. Okay. Okay. May, may, or I figure two-thirds of people watching are, are men. So you're doing that. Then you're cutting in half people who just like didn't didn't play. You're sure. cutting in half kids. You're people that, like there are when you sit a go around at a bar, like, I mean, I, I think of my friends, like most of my friends never played football that are like crazy, passionate football fans. But that's what's always, it's, it's, it's always what's so frustrating about, you know, screaming at some stranger on the internet about whether or not Kirk cousins is good. It's like, bro, you never fucking put on, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Well, I see this headline right now, and I have to laugh. You're talking about CTE, and we're talking concussions. Now, Tua had another concussion during the Dolphins game. This is the headline. How Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel realized QB Tua took off a... Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And he's got to do the whole word. Tua took off Iola? Yeah. Should be checked for a concussion. And which, to be honest... uh. I love I love these quotes from McDaniel, I, dude. Because to me, the whole organization and McDaniel just you just keep looking bad. Like when you say quotes like, you know, this is a human being. I do what the medical experts advise me. It's like, dude, I think you should maybe just you should know your quarterback. Like you you should be able to know. Tua's kind of fucking, you know, he's got his Jesus freak eye makeup on and whatever. It's like. Bro, you know you got concussed. What the fuck are we talking about here? Like, why, you know, we've all now seen, it's after the fact, right? In the game, they didn't make a big deal out of it. They didn't make a big deal out of that hit. No one said, oh, it looks like he might have gotten concussed there. He know he knew he got concussed. Yeah, why isn't he's got, he doing some shit about because it? Because they don't they don't want to come out, man. It's it's a gladiator sport. That's why. It's a gladiator sport. This guy's got three concussions this season. I know, in three months. I he's know. He's gonna fucking he's gonna like gladiator sport. It's gonna be cool a vegetable. story, bro. Yeah, you're gonna be in a fucking wheelchair. No, I know. And I'm not I look, all I'm saying is I'm trying to see it from their perspective that the it's the same way boxers don't get out early or fighters. It's like these guys don't know any better. I think it's easier for us to say, dude, just get out. When these are the elite of elite athletes in their sport, which is a violent sport, you know? So I, I don't think he's thinking. Yeah, but that. you know what? You know what the bottom line is? Is like 
we're at the point now, and we've seen it with Brett Favre and, you know, taking painkillers to get through games and whatever is like, you're not the, the, for like the difference between Peyton Manning going down and Curtis Painter coming in is not the same as Tua going down and Teddy Bridgewater coming in. You're legit not helping your team. You got concussed and then you threw three fourth quarter picks. Look, yeah, I'm not, ju- by the way, I'm not, my, my take is this. I've always had more respect for guys who do leave because it's harder to leave. Like the Luke Keekleys of the world who say, look, man, I was great for eight years. I, I get banged up so many times. Or you see the circumstances that happen where guys retire even younger. I respect those guys. I think it's a lot harder to walk away. I, I think it's, it's funny. You, you always hear the term toxic masculinity, right? Like that's a popular phrase that people like to toss around now in 2022. I, I think, I think the masculinity within that sport, right? Imagine it. I just think it's ego. I think it's too, I thinking we're better I, off with me concussed than we are with the backup. I'm the starter. I'm supposed to stay in there. And the, the bottom line is they're not, they're not dude. You lost them the game essentially because you got concussed and stayed in. It, it, it's, do we think, but, but can, can we address that though, too? I, I almost what? think I, like those three interceptions, we, everyone's now just blaming the concussion. Are, are we all going to blame that? Or are we not going to well, say he made some bad throws? I mean, there's, I think there's, yeah, he made some bad throws, but like you remember watching and being like, what are you doing? Yes. Why did, why did you just throw it to their the other team? Sure. No, no, but, but I'm just posing that. I'm just putting your, it out. Your there. girlfriend was like, is he colorblind? Yeah. Legit said that. No, you're right. I I I don't know. Look, I, this I'm wasn't just... like through Tyree Kill's hands into the defender. Like he, there was one where he just was like, "This guy, look at this guy, fucking open over here." He threw it to me. Well, he's like, he's on the other team, bro. We, you know, we did play that Jair Alexander clip. Yeah, where he was shocked where the ball went. Jair, Jair Alexander did the old school backyard football move when none of the kids, when you don't have jerseys. And you just go, I'm open, I'm open. And your buddy throws it to you and you're on the other team and you're like, I got him. But you can only pull this off when you're in uniform if the other guy is concussed. Yeah. So what's the move? They're right there in the thick of the playoff race. Well, they're Teddy Bridgewater's playing this weekend. I know, but I'm saying for the rest of the year. I would think the NFL is fully involved in this. They have to be. Like the... Not just the Roger Goodell types, right? The executives. I, I would think they're getting as many people involved saying this guy can't. Well, play. the NFL is really for PR. N- for PR. The NFL is really the NF baby G that's hidden there, L. It's the no fucks given league. The Roger Goodell doesn't give a shit about Tua. If if Tua dies on the field, it will be bad PR for the NFL. Short of that, he doesn't give a shit. I agree. And 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 the viewers I can't don't. even imagine behind closed doors when he knows he's not being recorded. The the fucking shit that comes out of his mouth when he finds out Tua got concussed. He's just motherfucker. I'm trying to fucking run a league here. This fucking soft brain fuck. Every fucking week with, I got to deal with this. 
but also, you know, again, I, I, I do want to hold accountability, like for all of us who watch it. Right. Because we like, we like the point is if two plays another down this season, I'm watching that shit. What does that say about me? Like, what does that say about me? I'm like, yo, he's going to play. I got to watch this. I might watch a guy die. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, Andy. That- What's wrong? What's wrong with me? I'll tell you, Andy, and I've said it before. And this goes, this is, this is for a lot of aspects of being a sports fan. You know, you talked about it a couple episodes ago. You're just like, I just get, I'm just like not as passionate as I used to be. When I was younger, I would live and die with the thing. And I'm definitely that way about sports. I mean, I've, I've essentially stopped watching college football entirely for a lot of reasons, but, mo- but like the big two being it's a fucking sham. And I like having some free time on the weekend, you know? Um, but we're at the point now uh, with a lot of different things in sports, whether it be, the social justice or lack thereof from some of these owners uh, from concussions in football to uh, baseball owners, stealing money from people um, where, and you know, there's like, it's, it's a sad thing to, to say, and it's a sad thing to be a part of, but like, if we didn't do this show, like my growth as a sports fan over the course of this show, if if this wasn't a big part of my livelihood and a big part of my career, I'd watch a lot less sports. I agree. I'd watch a lot less sports. No, I agree. Because a lot of this shit is shameful. No, for sure. No, no, I'd watch. I definitely watch less. Obviously, is what we do. Doesn't mean I don't love. Like I love it. Obviously, I love watching sports. I I, I think at the end of the day, like. I mean, not to go down this this rabbit hole, but I will. I, I think the the life lessons that sports, especially team sports, I mean both, the life lessons that sports gives you, I, I think are great. Like I think I would argue, bar none, it's one of the best things you can learn: how to face adversity, how to work with other people, how to overcome defeat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there are so many great moral lessons of any sport. I don't care what it is. Um, but I agree also that, yeah, if we weren't doing this, neither of us would be as vested. And I might, I might've given up on some, some sports at this point. Football may be at the top of the list for, for a variety of reasons. Like we talked about. Like baseball, I just think is something that, especially as a Mets fan, it's like, I it's just it's just been like a a it's just sort of been bed music on my life for forever. That's gonna always be something that was in the back. But I did I give up on baseball post steroids era. I had a bad taste in my mouth. I mean football sure. between between the concussions and Kaepernick and just the absolute pollution that is sports social media. I, I could see myself having, you know, pulled the plug. Well, that, well, that, like that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with politics. I've just fully given it up. I just whatever, like because of every everything that just I'm just like I don't care, you know. 
you, you know, I, and I think that's, I think it's, it's actually healthy when people give up something or just say, dude, I'm not changing this. Like, it, like I got my own problems. Um, I was there for baseball as well after that strike. Cause I was heartbroken because my reds were so good that year. And then the strike happened. No, I feel you, man. There's, there's only so much time in the day. That's why I always laugh. God bless you, Dirt Balls. I love you guys. But like when you guys call in, you're like, have you guys thought about picking up Formula One? Or have you guys thought about picking up Axe we're, throwing? I'm, I'm like, not only have we not, not only have we not thought about it, we're not even going to Google Pele. <laughs> I know he was Brazilian. I know my dad was super excited when he played in New York. I'm sorry to hear about his passing. He is, his name is in one of my favorite random movie lines of all time. What's the we'll movie, see. man? What, you're not tell do, you me? do you remember the chase with Charlie Sheen? Was it Charlie Sheen and the girl from uh, Christy Swanson? Yeah. You remember that movie? I remember it. I would not have gotten that line. Dude, early in the movie, he robs a convenience store. S- some guy comes in. He's he makes them put their guns down. And he's like, now kick your guns over to me. And the cop or whoever kicks the guns fucking goes flying across the room. He goes, I said, kick it over to me, Pele. Bro, I'm watching. Uh, this is the trailer. You kidnapped me with a candy. Hold on. Kick him over to me. I said, kick him over to me, Pele. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah. that's the first four seconds. In trailer. In the trailer. The first four seconds. He's in the convenience store. Yeah, he's got, he's got his arm around Christy. Oh, I got it. We got to hear it again. Kick him over to me. I said, kick him over to me, Pele. He took one <laughs> stolen car, two wrong turns, <laughs> and a beautiful hostage. You kidnapped me with a candy bar. Thanks a handy weapon. Charlie Sheen, Christy Swanson, getting there is twice the fun, but Chase. This could actually work. From Fox Video, rated PG-13. What I remember from that is that they're being chased by the cops. So the the, the description on IMDb, escaped convict Jack Hammond takes a woman hostage and sets off for the Mexican border with the police hot on his tail. I, rem- I, vi- I vi- vividly remember them having sex. They couldn't stop yeah. driving. Yeah. So she, at one point, spoiler alert, she's riding him as he's yeah. driving. Yeah. Dude, this cast. You, you want to hear this cast? Sure. You got uh, Henry Rollins is in this. Yeah, I remember that. Henry Rollins is a cunt, by the way. I don't. I don't know anything about him. Um, who else is in this? Let me see here. Wait. Is, is is the guy from uh, the guy the, the principal from Happy Gilmore is in this? The principal from Happy Gilmore, the one who at P.S. I'm horny on. Oh on, right, on uh, no Billy Madison. I'm mixing yeah, up his yeah, movies. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. The principal from Billy Madison. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's in it, bro. Interesting cast. Who who else we got in said, this? Kick him over to me. Pele, Flea, and Anthony Kiedis. Flea, are yep, in this. yep, yep. They're the ones who they drive like the monster truck, and they're they've decided that they're gonna be like heroes, and they're gonna take him out. 
Ron Jeremy is in this, makes a small role. Wow. So that principal from Billy Madison, his name is Josh Mostel. Unbelievable. I'll have to watch that. That's a uh, that that I, was a that, that was a deep that was a, dive. That was a classic uh like cable movie. It was on, you'd watch it if it was on cable. It'd be on Comedy Central, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was on Comedy Central all the time. I think he I think he used a Clark bar or something like that. Too. Yeah, good memory. The kids, they don't they don't understand what that's like. You're flipping through if you got home after like high school or grade school, you're flipping through, you're like, what's on Comedy Central? Oh, the chase. You're like, oh, the last 15 minutes of a 1990 SNL. I'll watch that. It'll roll right into the chase. <laughs> Remember the old cable boxes? Oh, yeah. Dude, you'll love this. So I'm going through some old photos, and I show my girlfriend the old cable box, you know, with the big box was plugged into the wire. So she's eight years younger than me, about, about eight years younger than me. She's like, what is that? I'm like, She's like, it's an old cable. I go, that's how cable used to, like, I'm trying to explain this to somebody. I'm like, you know, so there was no remotes. The box was a giant long wire that then went into the TV and it had all these buttons on it. Like it was a control center. Like, it's so crazy to think that really wasn't that long ago. No. Like I'm trying to think when the last cable box box existed, which I think I've said this before and I'll repeat it. A young preschool Andy Ruther got really mad at the Mrs. Schimber who used to babysit. I whipped the cable box at her face. That's hilarious. Like a five-year-old. It's funny. It, it, it's funny. I I so I grew up on a I grew up on a dirt road. Like we were by okay. my like weird. My my neighborhood was like very weird. Like we were in a we were very in a like woodsy area. So I only knew of those cable boxes from friends' house, friend, okay. friends, friends' houses, because I don't think we got cable in my home until like 92 or something. Oh like wow. That. Like late. Yeah. Yeah. Like late. Um because we 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 ended up at one point having like an old school satellite dish for a while that like turned depending on what you were looking for um because we couldn't they didn't run cable to our street i bet yeah it makes sense yeah man i whipped it at her she wanted to put on the news and i was like no she's like hand me the box we're watching the news and i whipped it at her i mean that's a big little box Dude, I was a little terrorist. Oh, I'm sure. Like when I was five and six, and I would try to get my little brother. He he would he was just a quiet kid. He would come along for the ride. I just I vividly remember her car would be parked. I'd be trying to find ways to pop her tire. Like 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 what kind of five? I'm trying to think five and six year old kid doing that just to cause havoc. Oh yeah, I'm sure you can relate with all oh, your yeah uh, yeah your, your brothers. I okay. think John John at one point poured uh, wet concrete into like the guy one of our contractors like the the front seat of his car, like. Yeah, I didn't do I, that. I, I don't think you can. I don't think you could do that. You, you'd be locked up, man. Yeah. 
I oh, mean, I, it, I, I swear, I swear, the, you know, somebody who was a consultant on Home Alone uh, got, <laughs> got some of the ideas. John's the first person I ever saw put paint cans on a rope and swing it down off the top of a staircase as like a fucking booby trap. What, is your, what did your parents think of him, man? Did they try to control it or were they just like, this kid's, this dude's a lunatic? As I a mean, kid. they tried. They tried. Like, what was punishment for you guys? Oh, I mean, there was de- there was definitely different levels. Did you, you guys know? get some corporal punishment? Oh, yeah. I figured. Yeah, yeah I did too. Shoes, wooden spoons, yeah. belts. Yeah, I got the wooden spoons and the belts. Yeah. You ever get soap we all, in your we, mouth? We, all, we always joke about it. Uh, soap in the mouth, I, I, I remember that happening once or twice really early on. I mean, the, the, the language in our house, like my parents gave up on that pretty quickly. Yeah. You know? Gabby was dropping f bombs at like five. <laughs> uh, we always make fun of my mom though. Like it was John. Like I was like really young. John was probably like seven or eight, so I was probably like five. Um, I'm trying to think what year did what year did Return of the Jedi come out? I think eighty three. Eighty three. So it was right around then. So John's like you know, yeah, seven, and I'm like four or five. John did something, and my mom took off his. Return of the Jedi sneaker and hit him so hard with it that he hit an Ewok from the bottom, from the rubber bottom, like on his ass. She like left a mark of an Ewok. We're like, you branded him with an Ewok. That's hilarious. I can remember one. My mom used the wooden spoon and it hurt. Yeah. I actually took when we cleaned out my parents' house when I left, I took one of the wooden spoons just for like old time's sake. Just for for beating your child. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was like, mom used to beat me with this thing. And uh, I remember we went to one of these local stores, Swallens. She took all five of us in the the old station wagon. And Swallens was like one of those places. I'm assuming Swallens is just called Swans, but you're just Andy Ruthering in it. You're like Swallens. No, it was Swallens. Throwing, it was like, throwing two L's in the middle of it. They had everything there. It was like a Sears type of like furniture and and I just remember all five of us had acted up at some point. And my mom's driving home and she's like, all of you. And there's a, probably not my little brother. So there's probably the four of us. She's like, you're all getting the wooden spoon. And we each had a reason. My reason was uh, I took gum from a stranger, which who's offering a kid gum? My mom's like, you've not talked to strangers. You know that. Some weirdo like gave me a piece of gum. Uh, yeah, I gum. <laughs> But here's what I remember on the way home. She goes, you're all getting a spoon. And she lined us up. She asked us all to turn around and lined us up individually to just whip each of our asses with a wooden spoon. And we complied. But like nowadays, if you told four, first of all, you'd be in jail if you whooped your kid's ass with a wooden spoon. But like, I don't even think kids would do it. They'd just be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm playing on my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't doing shit to me, mom. Different times. Well, speaking of wooden spoon beatings, I've been taking one recently and we got to get to some picks. Yeah. I'm almost scared to get the picks. I know you are. You've been delaying this. Usually you're like, welcome to Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm up seven points. Let's get some picks. <laughs> now we're hours into the show. We've done the chase, corporal punishment, Pele. You're, fighting, you're bringing up soccer stories. Like, hey, hello. Uh, Pele was a pretty big deal, wasn't he? I'm going to let you talk on that for a few minutes. 
Well, it's that time, man. I guess we better get to some picks. And, and even tonight, like, I don't even know what to do. We're tied. It's week 17. We only have two more weeks to go. But here we are, Joe. Uh, I, you know, people have obviously been DMing me because I've I've closed the gap. The danger which bet. What what are what are the details again? What's gonna like what happens if I beat you or you beat me by like one? We don't just eat one day. We gotta eat danger witches for like a week, right? I forget. We gotta go, we gotta review it. Somebody go back and review it and put it it's, in the Reddit. Yeah, because let me post that on our Reddit, please. Like I, I yeah. don't remember. I remember we I remember being it was, ba- it was based on how many you won by. Yeah, but I remember being smart enough to be like, we it usually comes down to like one or two anyway. So there's gotta be a minimum. Yeah. I think it was like a week. No, I don't think it was. If somebody wins by one, they don't have to do it for a week. I, I, somebody's going to have to go back and review this. Or maybe it was like. I think it was like minimum seven or something like that. So one meal a day. Yeah. Or like seven in a row. Oh, God. Yeah. Somebody please review that and let us know. So our first game tonight, Thursday night football, it's in Nashville. The Titans have a new quarterback. Your boy just did not perform. Your boy Malik Willis just. I know. Now, here's the thing, because if you go back, if anybody wants some fucking, I I I take L's on this show. I admit when I'm wrong sometimes. If you want to go back to the dirty sports NFL preview episode, I made grand predictions about what would happen when Malik Willis took over for the Titans. Now, obviously, he never took over based on play. He took over based on injury. Um, but as I've as I've been open about on this show before, um, I don't watch college football at all. I do not. I don't watch the fucking. I don't watch the NFL Combine. This was based on nothing other than the fact that he was very highly touted. And to me, Ryan Tannehill was able to get by. And I I just never was a big Ryan Tannehill guy. It's like he played really well. But to me, it was like he had good coaching. He they 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 were a run first team. They played defense. To me, it was like any competent quarterback that has a little bit more explosiveness just even in throwing the ball uh, makes that team better. Obviously Malik Willis, not ready or not capable or not whatever, but even going into this week with how bad he played, I was like, this is it. This is where he turns it around. I don't know if he's hurt or if he's benched. Well, regardless, he, I mean, he's not even an option. I'm on prize picks right now looking at tonight's possible plays. He's not even an option when you look at quarterback for passing yards. So, uh, you know, to me, it makes it sound like he's definitely not playing. Also, Derrick Henry is not an option tonight. But you do have an option for INTs with Dak Prescott, Joe. Ooh. What do you think about that? And what is the option? More or less than half an interception. Oh, I'm going. I'm, I'm like the pound. I, th- I thought you were going to tell me one and a half. One is just the half. I mean, yeah. I mean, one is a, a, a sure thing at this point. 
Yeah. So that's a nice play tonight, guys. If you haven't downloaded Prize Picks, go do that right now. It's our daily fantasy sponsor that we work with. Use promo code DIRTY. All first-time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. Again, you're just you're just going against the projections. And the projections right here, I agree with you. It's like... Until he doesn't throw an interception, why would you not take more than a half? I'll go first. Yeah. On this game. No Derrick Henry. The Titans have played terribly. We don't even you haven't even given me the line. Oh, sorry. Where the team is being played. It's it. Yeah, I said it's in Nashville. Okay. 13 and a half. The Titans are just fighting for. Getting to next week where they could have a playoff spot, division spot, division title spot on the line. I know they have, I don't know who's playing quarterback. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. And I know they don't have Derrick Henry. And I know their line is not good. And they've looked terrible. It's a short week. These games are usually closer. Now, last week wasn't. I might regret this. I'm taking the Titans to cover, man. Let me just say this. I can't think of a team, not just playing right now. I mean, any team against any other team. 18 and 0 Patriots. 18 and 0 Patriots against the 0 and 16 Detroit Lions or whatever it is. On a Thursday night game, I'm not I'm not taking a 13 and a half point spread. Yeah. Thursday night games, like they're just never like I just don't think now last week we had uh what was the, the score of that game? It was 19 to 3. 19 to 3. But even that, like that that doesn't cover if the Jets are able to kick a second field goal in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I am gonna go with the Titans as well. It, it's just it's just such a big spread. And right. I'm and I'm obviously not betting on the Titans to win. I don't think the Titans win with a third stringer and no Derrick Henry. But goddamn, if you like playing fun money lines, like if the Titans win tonight, I wouldn't be like, holy shit, what happened? Because straight up, I don't believe in the Cowboys. I believe the Cowboys are f- absolute pretenders, full paper tigers. Um, and it's in Nashville. And the Titans can play a little bit of defense. Yeah, I know. All right, so we start off with the same pick. Next up. Which is unfortunate because I love getting one over on you on Thursday. I know. It's my favorite thing to do is start off the week closing the gap. Now I'm going to have to wait till fucking Saturday to go up. Next, we have Bears-Lions in Detroit. Lions are six point favorites. You're up, well, Joe. I, you know, what did I say when we started talking about the Lions? You said you don't think they have a chance to win out, and I said I think that they beat Carolina, Carolina, and I think they go loss loss to Bears Packers. Now they lost to Carolina. I think they beat the Bears. But I think it's a close game. 
I'll take the Bears to cover. No, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Six is just too much. Now, the Bears have these first halves where they're like, oh, they're in the game. They're in the game, just like last week against Buffalo. And then they just get smoked in the second half. I just, I think, you know, fields inside yeah. at this point. Like, I like the ability. I like a, I like a potential backdoor fields. I also just like straight up don't believe in the Lions. The only reason to for me to bet the Lions at this point in this game, if you're out there, is that you just believe that the Lions are incapable of putting together a couple games in a row. And it's like, oh, we were we played shitty last week. We're gonna play great this week and we're gonna score 45 points on the Bears. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna have the same first two picks. Maybe we'll differ here. I bet we don't. Broncos, Chiefs. It's in Kansas City. Chiefs are twelve and a half point favorites. I don't know what's going on with the Broncos QB situation. I don't really care. I'm taking the Chiefs to cover. Now I see this headline. Broncos players are reportedly furious that Russell Wilson has his own office and private parking spaces. I love that this is coming from Golf Digest. Interesting. The we, I mean, we've done so much Russell Wilson talk. Yeah, it's actually coming from Shannon Sharp, but posted in Golf Digest. It's so we've done so much Russell Wilson talk, but I think when you boil down absolutely everything, it really does. And I'm gonna fucking. I am going to say I told you so here uh, to, to the masses. But essentially what it comes down to is one very, 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 very specific issue. And this, I mean, I'm talking about his whole career at this point. The bottom line is Russell Wilson is a shut the fuck up, run the ball, play defense, game manager. And the second he started acting like he wasn't, his, the goddamn wheels fell off. Yeah. His teammates hate him. His fucking offense coordinators are getting thrown under the bus. Fan idiot fans jumped on that and then rallied behind his cause. Let Russ fucking cook. The bottom line is everybody who's ever played with him or ever coached him knows that's what he is. And he refuses. And it makes his teams worse. And his teammates hate him. Dude, you're a fucking game manager. Your own office? Your own office? Your office should be sitting next to Brett Rippon in the fucking quarterback room because no one knows which of you deserves to start. So here's what's interesting. Andrew Whitworth, who just retired, right? When that Super Bowl with the Rams. He was a great player on the Bengals as well. He responded to this on a tweet. And this is what I find interesting. I've been told this consistently over the last six months. I refuse to believe it. No way this is real. Can't be real, right? Question mark. Basically, you have a former NFL player saying like, I I can't believe this is actually real. Like this guy has his own office. No, No great quarterback. No quarterback in general has that. This might be the best thing ever for him, though, to be honest, that it's all coming out like if he so now he has to change. And if he doesn't, his career is done. And I said this the other day in a tweet, and I mean it. And it's amazing that people still 
are doing the slurping Russell Wilson. I obviously was tongue in cheek joking. I was like, the Broncos need to get a coach who's going to coach defense, run the ball, whatever. And then my follow up tweet was they should offer first round draft picks to the Seattle Seahawks. See if they can't get Pete Carroll. The joke being Pete Carroll made Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll gave the blueprint for how to use Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll in a, in a little bit of a way lost his mind or lost the power struggle and had to change what he was doing to help to try to like meet Russell Wilson halfway. And it ended up costing them essentially both. Um, but I got a response as serious, you know, obviously somebody missed the joke, but they said, it's absolutely not what the Broncos need. The Broncos have a good defense. The Broncos need a coach who's an offensive guru who's going to come in there and make the offense, whatever, like get Sean Payton and run this fucking Saints offense and let the Denver Broncos eat. No, he ain't that. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. You don't think Sean Payton would help? Yeah, he'd help. But my point is, is this is not what the fucking Broncos need. The Broncos need to look at, they have a guy who has won the Super Bowl. They have a great defense. They have a guy who won the Super Bowl with a great defense. Pete Carroll gave you the blueprint to how to win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. And it was not the second half of Pete Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson marriage, where they let Russ cook. He gave you the fucking answer. And by the way, in the AFC West, you ain't outgunning the Chiefs. You ain't outgunning the Chargers. You better buckle up, get a fucking running back, get three of them, and run the shit out of the ball and try to beat teams fucking 1917. Because he ain't that guy. Ain't that guy, bro. So are you taking the Chiefs or? Taking not? the Chiefs. Okay. And, and And I'll just say this. The Chiefs. This is the zone where it actually is historically this year great to bet on the dog because the Chiefs love to play games where they're two touchdown favorites close. The wheels are off, dude. Russell Wilson's in his own office. Yeah, no, you're right. The wheels are completely off. Okay, next up. Any team but Russell Wilson, the Russell Wilson Broncos. If this was a Raiders game, I'd be taking the Raiders. Next up, we have Dolphins-Patriots. Very important game for playoffs. Eight and seven Dolphins, seven and eight Patriots. It's in New England. The Pats are two and a half point favorites. No Tua. Teddy Bridgewater, who is is a nice little backup. Yeah. You're up first. This is a tough one. It's a real tough one. Two and a half Patriots favorites. I do not like, I can see the... Dolphins winning this game. Me too. Two and a half is right. I mean, if it was one and a half, it was whatever, like two and a half almost feels too big, but it's not a three point game. And it again, like I could see the Dolphins winning this game. That being said, it is New England and it is late December. I'm going to go with the Patriots. So the Dolphins have lost four in a row. The Patriots have lost four or five. I was hoping you were going to say Dolphins. Because you wanted to take the Pats. Correct. 
And I'm not going to risk losing a point here because I was going to take the pass regardless. And the Patriots went down 22 nothing last week. And I thought I could, I could see the Dolphins winning this game in New England, but I'm not, I can't see it enough that I'm willing to bet on it. Same. When the Dol- when the Patriots went down 22 nothing last week, and they did absolutely nothing offensively. I thought, okay, this season's done. But look, they showed me something. When you come back, and to be honest, I think they should have won that game in the end. They they showed me something. Their offense is so bad, though. God, yeah, their offense is terrible. Well, to be fair, they have Matt Patricia coaching their offense. Yeah, part of me wants to make Makes maybe... no sense whatsoever. Do I, do I change this pick? Ooh, it's not too late, Andy. Do I change this pick? I wouldn't if I were if I were you and you changed if I'm as me if you changed the pick I would be like mm, now I am worried because I think he could go I I do think this could go either way um, I felt like you were going to go with the Pats so I almost went to the Dolphins just to take the point but I'll stick with the Pats you know you know back to sticking with my gut not talking myself out of it okay all right so we have all of the same picks so far. Oh, I skipped a game. I'm sorry. I forgot a game. How did I do that? Cardinals-Falcons, a game neither of us probably wants to care about. I'll go first. What is the... uh, the Is it Atlanta? It's in Atlanta. The Falcons are three-point favorites. This is where we got to start doing research on who's playing quarterback. Desmond Ritter and Trace McSorley. Matt Schaub. He's coming and back. Carson Palmer. Uh, how much exponentially, how much more would you care about this game if the quarterbacks were Chris Chandler and Ooh. and uh and Boomer Sison? I just think with a little Jake the Snake. Didn't Boomer play uh, with the Cardinals for a minute? He did. Yeah. I think he did, right? Yeah. I'd care a lot more. I like the little Chris Chandler. That's a, that's a... a Mike Vick, Steve DeBerg game. Ooh, well, Steve DeBerg. Well, look, I don't know who I want to take here. The Falcons are three-point favorites. It's in Atlanta. For that reason alone, I'm just going to say coin flip. I I won't get mad if I lose this because I don't really have much say in it. I just don't know what to do. I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons as well. I actually run the ball. I loved my my Cardinals pick last week. I loved it. It pulled me even. Um, I loved the Cardinals at home with Brady going on the road, but the Cardinals going west to east. In a game that still matters for Atlanta, I'm going with Atlanta to win and cover. Yeah. Okay. God, we're just the same picks again. It's all right. We only need three or four different and me to sweep them. Okay. Let's see how it is. Well, I feel we're in the same one here again. Colts, Giants. Dude, the Colts. Matt Patricia, like, not Matt Patricia, uh, Jeff Saturday. When you watch these games, like that Monday night game, what is happening? Dude, dude, Nick Foles is another one. You're like, did you forget how to throw a football? 
I think Bill Simmons tweeted it. It's pretty funny. He's like, this is the guy who beat the Patriots. Yeah. Like, they can't do anything offensive. Their, their defense isn't terrible. They can't do anything offensively. Yeah. You're up first. It's a five-and-a-half-point Giants favorite. They're well, I'll say, I'll say this. Uh, Giants love to play down to their competition. If Nick Foles is going to have a fucking redemption game, it'll probably be against the New York football Giants. That being said, I am taking the Giants for one reason and one reason alone, and that is I think that this Giants team is extremely well coached. They need to win to get in. It's at home. It's they This game, I think that everybody understands how important this game is, and I'd like to think that this is, this is the... I, I'd like to think... We have our coach for the next 15 years, and we're by the end of it, we're not going to be talking anymore about this Giants team losing the teams that they shouldn't. Uh, we did it already with Detroit. It's the only reason we're in this situation. Uh, the Giants win. The Giants cover. The difference between the Giants and the Minnesota Vikings is real teams don't give up 33 points to the Colts. Giants win and cover. I, I just, you know, for... From my vantage point, it's like, how many points can the Colts score? I, I, I just like, I'm basically saying this. I don't think Giants that- doing what the Giants love to do, kind of getting healthy late in the year. Suddenly this pass rush is coming on. I don't Everybody see Kayvon Thibodeau bust. Here we yeah, go. I, don't see, I don't see the Colts scoring. Jesus Christ, shut up, Siri. I, I don't see the Colts scoring more than 13 points. I'm thinking the Giants too. I just, I just I can't take them after that last game. All right, moving right along. Again, same picks. Saints Eagles. It's in Philly. Eagles are six and a half point favorites. Who's playing QB for the Eagles? Gardner Minshew. I mean, I don't think that's official, but I think it's official. What are you doing if you're the Eagles? Why why would you put Jalen Hurts in the game right now? Yeah, so he missed practice. Uh, he's trying to play, though. Jalen Hurts will push to play week 17 versus Saints. Might be our first different pick here. Um, I don't know. I just think the you know the Eagles have a Rodigian played the best last week, but they, they they're just they're pretty solid all the way around. Andy Dalton. Do I trust him enough? I don't. I'm gonna go Eagles winning cover. I think that the Eagles have a great shot of winning this game, and no matter who's playing quarterback and winning it by a touchdown, no matter who's playing quarterback. That being said, I'm gonna go backdoor Dalton. Um, I think that I'm going to say this. This is not about the Eagles this week. Um, And I'm going to make a prediction right now. Gardner Minshew starts this game. And I think if the Eagles were smart, Gardner Minshew starts this game. I think the Eagles are downplaying this Jalen Hurts injury. Interesting. I think think this Jalen Hurts injury is the wild card in the NFC playoffs. Interesting. Okay. We finally have a different pick. 
Don't don't don't. You know, Andy Dalton's gonna burn me. That's what that'll be how it is. But hey, it's all right. All right, Panthers Bucks. Oh, here's a game I don't want to watch. It's in Tampa Bay, Joe. The Bucks yeah. are three point favorites. What do you think? A lot of people like the Panthers in this game. I like the Panthers' chances to win this game. Three points is right there. If it was three and a half, I'd go with the Panthers. If it was four, I'd fucking love to go with the Panthers. I think the Panthers can win this game. Um, but with it just being three, I'm going to go with the Bucks because, I mean, we're just I, – I don't have a ton of confidence in Tom Brady. I don't. But yeah. the one the one thing I do think I have confidence in is him beating a division game, a division opponent in week 17 at home. Yeah. Me too. I, I look, he's burned me a lot, but like this is just one of those clinch the playoff right here. And they would clinch is it. Anybody is is there is anybody but box fans and Maddie Goldberg and former like Patriots people? Is anybody rooting for Tom Brady? Like, I'm definitely rooting for the Panthers. Like, I want havoc. I certainly don't need Tom Brady. Like, who gives a shit about the though we get the box limping into the playoffs at fucking seven and nine or whatever, seven and ten, eight and ten. Oh, it sounds terrible. Yeah, we're both taking the box. Seven and ten, I guess it would be. All right. Browns commanders. This is an interesting spread. It's in DC. The Browns are two-point dogs. So the commanders are only two-point favorites here. They've gotten zero boost from Deshaun Watson. Zero. Deshaun Watson. What, I don't what's know your, your take on Deshaun Watson like next year? Do you think Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson become a top ten quarterback in the league ever again? I don't know. I don't know either. I like to think he does. I just, I mean, I liked Deshaun Watson so much. He was so good. Um, he was, yeah, he's a really, really good dynamic player. Very much, um, very much the way uh, I, I feel like at least the Texans and I criticize, uh, I was very critical of obviously the, the Bill O'Brien and Texas, but the one thing I liked about Deshaun Watson's play early on was to me, they used him the way I think you should use these modern quarterbacks who can run, which is like, they mostly were just scrambling passing. Yeah. And then he would, he was, he had scrambling ability, but they weren't running a whole lot of spread option plays with Deshaun Watson. And I just think he's a really, 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 really good quarterback. I mean, he was, I would say at one point he was borderline top five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. He was great. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, their offense is just bad. Now I don't like that. Carson Wentz is starting. Is Carson Wentz starting? I believe he is. It's like you have two bad offenses. I guess that's why the spread is two. Now, the playoffs are on the line for the commanders. The Browns are already out. 
both teams have defenses that can hold up very well. Wentz, here's here's my concern. This like reeks of like a Wentz awful turnover late in the game, fumble, scoop and score type of play, you know? Yeah. But also like I don't trust the Browns. This is what this game comes down to for me. Who do I trust more, Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz? Yeah. To me, well, I'm gonna let you. You're first, or I'm first. I'm first. first. Okay. If I'll just say it, if Taylor Heineke was the quarterback, I'd take, I'd take the uh, the Commanders. I want to say Redskins, whatever. I'm gonna take the Browns now. I just don't trust Wentz. Um, to me, what it comes down to is who do I trust more, Ron Rivera or Stefanski? And I trust Rivera. But that being said, while you were deciding, I was like, you know what? I was on my fence. I was on the fence. I'm in a pick'em league. I was on the fence as to who I even take to win this game. Sure. And my instinct said Browns. And then I talked myself out of it. And then while you were talking, I talked myself back into it. I like Ron Rivera. I feel like he gets them prepared to play. I feel like they have they stick around and give themselves a chance. But something about, I don't know, that blank instinct told me the Browns win this game, and I just switched it. I think the Browns win the game. So you agree with me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, dude, it's, it's a Wentz factor, man. I'm just picturing him just buckling as he gets hit and the ball, you know, rolling out. And the I'm Browns picturing- could have... I'm picturing him uh, uh, taking a shotgun snap, dropping it, somehow avoiding the pass rush while he picks it back up. And you're like, this is amazing. And then he throws it right to a linebacker. Yeah, I can see that too. All right, next up, Jags-Texans in Houston. Four-point Jags favorites. You're up. I'll take the Jags. Four points to me, to me, like I couldn't wait to to do the Texans pick when it was five and a half. Four points. I think the Jags, they have something to play for. Obviously, the Texans do not. At this point, if you're the Texans, why do you even want to win this game? Sure. Uh, I'll take the Jags to win. Yeah, same. All right. Battle of two teams that used to be right by each other. The Niners and Raiders. Derek Carr's been benched for Jared Stidham. This is weird to me. And Carr is now not around. He's basically taking the rest of the year off. Yeah. Which is fine, I think, at this point. You you you've benched a guy that I think you can be critical of of Derek Carr. I have no problem with people being critical. I have no problem that the fact that there are people who aren't sure what to think of Derek Carr and are they good? Is he good? Is he not good to be whatever, but you, you have to give Derek Carr some credit. He's, he has been there through and through for this Raiders team. And the idea that you're going to bench him with two weeks left to go in the season for what, for what reason? I don't really even get because he threw three picks like at the end of like, do we really think that this is a Derek Carr problem? And so him walking with like, I'm a kind of a, that shows a dickhead, you know, instinct, but also I, I kind of think that you're doing wrong by Derek Carr here, benching him. 
Well, look, I mean, he's look, he's having a bad year for him. It's his worst completion percentage since his rookie year. Right? Yep. And then I saw the stat. I'm trying to find it right now. I saw I saw the stat, Joe, that said also most losses by a starting QB in their first nine seasons since 1950. He's right behind Archie Manning for second. Yeah. Like, I mean, they've given it nine seasons with him. He has moments where you're like, wow, that's a hell of a throw. And then he has moments like where he did that, that, that run airmail kick against the Steelers last week. You're like, dude, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Now, nine and a half is a big spread. It's in Vegas. I don't trust Jared Stidham. Obviously, Stidham was on the Patriots. Josh McDaniels brings him back over to the Raiders. Clearly, Josh McDaniels has some sort of hard-on for this guy, I think, obviously, if he's playing him. Niners covered last week, a big spread. I don't think what? they covered. I don't think What's they covered the spread this on this one. game. Nine and a half. I think I'll take the, I'll take the Niners. I'll do it. I'll take the Niners to fucking. I I mean, again, okay. I, if this is Derek Carr, and this is what I think, like, I my I'm own yeah. To, my only concern is that they that the players like Carr and then they don't play as well. Yeah, Stidham. or or just like you're you're gonna you're gonna trot out a guy there who hasn't seen a ton of NFL action against a team that's just absolutely pins their ears back and tries to fucking murder quarterbacks. Yeah. Um I I think they I don't love it. It's so big, but I'll take the Niners. Okay. Let me say this. Let me say this because I've been a card defender sure. over over the podcast. And this is and this is something where you know a lot of our listeners um, tend to take things that I'll say and be like, oh, you fucking love Derek Carr and you fucking hate Kirk Cousins. And here's what I'll say. Those guys, remarkably similar, in my opinion, as players. Kirk Cousins, probably a little bit better, if at all, in my opinion, on the eye test than Derek Carr when you consider the teams that both have had to play for and the surrounding cast that they have had. The difference is I think Derek Carr has gotten hate his whole career while people have wildly and incorrectly sucked Kirk Cousins' dick. Whereas I really feel like remarkably close. Interesting. And it's like, and it's like that's that's the thing. Do I do I like Derek Carr better than Kirk Cousins? No. What I hate is that year in and year out, people try to convince me Kirk Cousins is a fucking MVP candidate. Yeah. He's not, nor, nor was Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr, I think, got an MVP vote one year, but it's like these guys are remarkably similar. Well, you texted me when we were discussing this yesterday for our next game, and you said Derek Carr to the Jets would be a nice little move for. Probably both it's, parties. It's a no-brainer, in my opinion. Yeah. To me, Derek Carr, they're they're talking about, oh, they're going to try to trade Derek Carr. I don't think they will. They'll probably end up having to cut him. I don't think if a team is smart, there's not a ton of teams out there that you're going to want. Derek, you're, you're so sure that you, Derek Carr makes you better that you give up things. And I don't think, I think the financials of it, the Raiders know, if teams are smart, they'll just wait and let them 
cut. But like to me, I think, listen, I'm a Derek Carr fan to the point where it's like, I wouldn't hate Derek Carr to the Giants. I think Daniel Jones has earned at least, you know, some sort of uh, consideration, um, especially with the wide receivers that he's had to play with this year. Um, but the Jets, uh, Derek Carr to the Jets to me is like a fucking no brainer. I'll say this. I'll say this right now. I fucking shake in my boots about the Kyle Aronofsky bet if the Jets get Derek Carr. Interesting. I'm just like, I, 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 I'd be at that point, I'd be like, I'd be talking to Kyle about how to manage. Like, I, I would be, I would like be for sure Derek Carr wins 10 games there next year. Well, the Jets have gone back to Mike White. He's coming off the injury list. They're in Seattle. Must win for both the Hawks and the Jets. You're up first. The Jets are one and a half point favorites. In Seattle. In Seattle. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks to win the game. It's an interesting I, spread. Why is I, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually like Mike White returning to the Jets, but I don't like it in Seattle. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Hawks as well. They're at home. I'm just, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. All right. We both got Seattle there. All right. Vikings Packers in green Bay. All these games are so important. Another must win for the Packers. I hate this half point. They're three and a half point favorites. Can I, I just want, I've been, I've been waiting desperately to talk about this. Through the years. So so real quick, I've been I've literally been holding on a pee for like an hour. I don't know what's going on with me. Okay. I also don't want to really okay. You want to go piss? I'll piss. You you can start your rant. I'll be gone okay. for what 90 okay. seconds. You start your rant, I'll be back. I'll catch most of it. Okay. Um I've been waiting to talk about this. Vikings skull nation dirt balls, as well as, and I know that they will not hear it but the vikings nation at large that i deal with on twitter because i'm a kirk cousins truther i will repeat what i said about Derek carr and and again i wish there were there was a way for vikings fans that are not listeners of this podcast to get this um but for you dirt balls that are big vikings fans i am not a kirk cousins hater uh if you have listened to this show over the years, you'd be like, he's a Derek Carr Stan, which again, my point is, I just think Derek Carr has been underrated. And I think Kirk cousins has been overrated, but I want to talk about a couple things specifically for you people who are out there who just like live in my DMS and live in my mentions, defending Kirk cousins. First of all, you're an underdog in this game. You're an underdog in this game. You're the two seed. You're 13 and two or whatever the fuck you are. 12 and three. You're 12 and three. You're an underdog in this game to a team that is not a playoff team. Second of all, and I can't wait for Andy Ruther to get back so he can weigh in on this. But so Vegas doesn't believe in you in this game. You're not a 
two point underdog. You're not a one and a half point underdog. You're a three and a half point underdog to the Packers who have a losing record. Vegas, like myself, does not believe in you. And the second portion of this that is just absolutely proving everything I've thought and said about this team and mostly Kirk Cousins, right, is the Minnesota Vikings are plus 1,900 to win the Super Bowl. You're 19 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. The Bills are 3.5 to 1. The Chiefs are 4.5 to 1. The Eagles are four, almost 5 to 1. The Niners are 7 to 1. The Bengals are 8 to 1. The Dallas Cowboys are 11 to 1. You guys are almost twice the betting dog to the Dallas Cowboys. You are plus 1,900. You're just above the 21 to 1 Baltimore Ravens. Super Bowl contenders who are 12 and 3 and sitting in the two seed in a in a very up in the air NFC are 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's crazy. Vegas doesn't believe in you in this game. Vegas doesn't believe in you to win the Super Bowl. So you can Call me Pope, hater, a fucking butthurt Giants fan. You guys can do all the things. You fucking hate Kirk Cousins. Take it up with Vegas. They don't believe in you in this game. They straight up do not believe in you to win the Super Bowl. 20 to 1. Yeah, that's crazy. You're, you're, you are five times less likely than the Bills to win the Super Bowl in Vegas's opinion. You're damn near two and a half times less likely in Vegas's opinion than the Cincinnati Bengals. You're nearly three times less likely in Vegas's opinion to win the Super Bowl as the San Francisco 49ers who sit behind you and are starting Brock Purdy. You guys could call me a hater. All you fucking want. But guess what? The people who make millions of dollars a year, if not billions of dollars a year, making these predictions also don't fucking believe in you. Sucker cousins, unvaccinated dick, all you guys want. It's not me. It's people with a fucking brain who know football. Well, with all that being said, three and a half is tough. Sure. But my point is, my point is, and you were, you were taking a piss when I said this, 12 and three in week 17 against a team with a losing record, you're three and a half point dogs. Yeah. I know. Tell me in what world the, the, the currently two seed Kansas city chiefs have to go on the road to the seven and eight Raiders this week and are three and a half point dogs. Yeah, no, I feel you. Because the Chiefs are good and you're fucking not. Well, here's my take. That half point is killing me. Sure. It's just killing me. Well, there's and- a reason. First of all, there's a reason that the spread is what the spread is, and that's yeah. to get equal bets on both sides. So but the bottom line is Vegas doesn't believe in you to win this game just outright. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. I, I'm like, there's a good chance the Packers win this game. 
they're they're the odds on favorite. But that half point, I think they win by like two or three points. I'm going to take the Vikings to cover. I am going to take the Packers, even though I agree with every single thing you just said for a number of reasons. One, let's have some different picks. Two, <laughs> fuck all Vikings fans and your fucking team. Fuck you guys. I'm fucking sick and fucking tired of you guys. Stop acting as if I'm a I'm a man who's lost his goddamn mind. Go fucking write DMs to fucking the, the Caesars sports book line maker. He thinks you guys fucking stink. I actually respect the Vikings more than Vegas respects the Vikings at this point. No one believes in your fraudulent trash ass fucking team. That's that's somehow 12 and fucking three, even though you've outscored opponents by an average of fucking one and a half points a game. What sucks is I'm rooting for the Packers. Like we talk about rooting interest. I want to see the Packers make the playoffs. I think it'd be interesting. But again, it's just that half point for me. I 100% agree with you. And even with that being said, neither of us would be shocked. I know you wouldn't if the Packers win this game 24 to 10. Like, I wouldn't be shocked. I, would, I also wouldn't be shocked if the Vikings win this game 24 to 10. My only thing is, and, and by the way, the Vikings should win this game 24 to 10. You're a 12 and three. You fucking kick their ass the first game of the year. What is the issue? The issue is you guys don't play that. You're, you're you just let Danny, Danny Dimes throw for fucking 300 yards against you, let alone Aaron Rodgers. Also, your, your quarterback is going on the road in a division game in week 17 when he has a 11-year resume for shitting the bed. Yeah. And by the way, I'm rooting for the Packers. You know why I'm rooting for the Packers? Like a fucking monster in this game, even though I don't give a shit about the NFC North. And at this point, my love affair with Aaron Rodgers is over because like fucking Kirk Cousins, I think he's a fucking douche. The reason I'm rooting for the the Packers like a wild fiend in this game is because all I want in life is the Vikings to fall to the three seed so that the Giants have a chance to play them in the playoffs and not have to play the San Francisco 49ers. I am I fear Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers one million percent more than I fear the Minnesota Vikings at home with fucking Kirk Cousins. And guess what? Vegas thinks I should fear them almost three times more. All right. We have a different pick there. Next up, Battle of LA teams. What if you were a major transit system uh, facing? What if you were a major transit so you system? With IBM. I mean, guys, come on. Stop popping these things. Up. I'm trying to. Yeah. Well. This game is obviously in LA Rams chargers chargers are six and a half point favorites. You're up first. What say you Joe Prano the chargers who have clinched a playoff spot. Yeah. Six and a half points. Where is this game? Well, it's in LA. So far chargers are the home team. Doesn't not that it matters. No, I think I feel like Broncos Chiefs fans are going to show up there just to watch their games on the fucking scoreboard or some shit. Like yeah, it's cheaper probably. than going to Buffalo Wild Wings. 
Um, this is tough. This is right in the zone. Um, I really don't. Six and a half. Six and a half feels too much for a game where yeah the Chargers are in. I guess the Rams are playing, but I, but I don't know. I mean, I think that is the right number. I think I feel like it is a touchdown game, but like the Rams did look like a little something. And man, the Chargers, if the Chargers are going to let you down, they're in. They're like, do they build on it? Oh, God, this is so tough. Am I first? You're first. This is tough, man. It's real tough. Dude, Chargers, you, like, I don't know what to ever make of the Chargers ever. Like, I kind of feel like the Chargers are, like, sneaky right now. Like, do the Chargers, like, have a playoff upset of somebody? It could. God, I just don't trust their coach. I know. That's why I don't trust him in this game. I but don't either. At the same time, I think it is right there. I think that's a legit point of being like, they won, they're in. I can just see, like, good coach is like, okay, we build off that. He's yeah. not a good coach. Do they just yeah. lay an egg and they win by a last second field goal or lose? Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost. I know. And I also wouldn't be shocked if Justin Herbert threw for three touchdowns and they won 28 to 10. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Chargers. I, I, I think, I think. Six and a half seems too big. This, 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 we, we go back to the thing. It's like, mm, you know, everything in my gut's telling me to take the Rams. So I'm, I'm reversing my gut. So I was at first going to take the Rams. And the more I started thinking about them and it's at home and I'm like, dude, come on. This is where Herbert puts up some points. The Rams whooped ass last week. I just, we think. were both, we were both on the Rams when the conversation started. And some, we somehow both talked ourselves into the charge. Now I'm fucking certain the Rams win the game. <laughs> the yeah. I know we, the way we've talked ourselves into this. I know. All right. We're both on chargers Monday or Sunday night football Steelers Ravens in Baltimore. Ravens are two and a half point favorites. Who's playing QB. Believe we're gonna have Tyler Huntley. So he missed practice again today. Uh you're talking we're talking about Lamar Jackson, I'm sorry. Right, right. The goal is to get him back this season. So I'm up first, I guess. I, dude, I just, I don't trust the Steelers team enough on the road. I just don't. And I think it, you know, it, it sets up for that Bengals Ravens game, especially the bang, if the Bengals lose, deciding the division, the final game of the year. I'm going to take the Ravens to win and cover at home. Dude, I've been back and forth on this fucking Steelers team the whole year. I, I would love to see if I got a Steelers game right this season. I think I got maybe one or two early when I went back to a picket on you. Um, yeah, you I got go it wrong back. last week. I got it wrong last week. Yeah, I mean, I just thought we were I, – I thought they were overhyping the like, oh, Franco Harris died. They were going to rally for him. I was like, yeah, who gives a shit? But they did. They played well. And I, I – I, 
will say this again. One of the few guys I did watch in college was Kenny Pickett because uh, for those of you guys who are unaware, Eddie if big pit football fan. Um, it's like the one thing he cares about in sports. And so on the road, we watch a lot. Of, and I like Kenny Pickett. And I think Kenny Pickett is going to be a nice little quarterback for them when they put together a little bit of a roster around him. And I and unfortunately, it makes you want to pick him in this game because I feel like this is where you this is where you solidify yourself as their quarterback going into the next year. You go on the fucking road and you beat the Ravens. And both coaches, in my opinion, good coaches, both coaches, in my opinion, maybe overhyped over the years as to exactly how good they are. Uh, Huntley makes me want to take the fucking uh, Steelers as well. But again, I just think it's playing for the division here. Although Pittsburgh playing for an opportunity to stay in the playoff hunt. Um, and if, if they it lose, was, it would be Tomlin's first ever losing season. If it was three and a half, I'd be on my boy backdoor Kenny. But two and a half, I do feel like I see a Justin Tucker 49 yarder to win the game. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Ravens as well. Yeah, it's just it's just I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go against the Ravens on a home Sunday night game. Which brings us to this Monday night battle where we will be attending. I mean. You talk about like how how similar. What's the stat? And I, I think I'm right. I think Burrow has 39 total touchdowns. Allen has 39 total touchdowns. I think Burrow has like 11 or 12 picks. Josh Allen has like 13. Like their stats are all similar. The teams are within a one loss of each other. One's won six in a row. One's won seven in a row. The Bills are favorites. Yeah, but what what are the where are the Bills favorites at this right now? One point. One. Okay. Basically a pick em game. Who do you think wins the game? Basically a pick em game. You're up first. Huge playoff implications. Bills lose. Chiefs win. Chiefs slide into that one seed. Bengals would slide into the two seed. Who's lose whose winning streak ends? Basically, that's what you're saying. Yeah. And but again, we've talked about it before. Does somebody's winning streak want do you want to lose this game? I mean, I don't think you do if you're the Bengals because you're still fighting for a division. But also, do the Bengals give a shit about going on the road and fucking the, the wild card round? They don't give a fuck. Yeah, but not three rounds in a row. Right. Right. This shitty, I really wish you were going first. And here's why I, I feel like we're going to come out with the same pick here, but I almost feel like we're going to come out with the same pick, no matter who I pick, but I'm going to say this. The thing about this game is the bills play some defense. Correct. But I don't think it matters in Monday night football with this big of a game. I don't think we're going to see. So before before you make a, your pick, a 14 12 yeah. game. This is by far, this is the 22nd year of this stadium, and it's not even close. This is by far the biggest regular season game this stadium has ever faced. 
And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like steer your pick either way. This will probably be the wildest this stadium's ever been. That's all I'm saying. And, and I don't really think that matters. Okay, exactly. I, I don't I don't think that matters. I mean, obviously it matters. Obviously, you know, home field advantage is a is a big thing. But I just think that we're looking at two teams that are elite teams in the NFL. And the, the Buffalo Bills know that they're probably going to have to go on the road somewhere at some point to, you know, win the Super Bowl, whether that's this game and they then have the one seed and don't have to do it in the playoffs, or if it's not this game and then they've got to go to Arrowhead or they've got to come back here and do it again. Like these teams are, are legit Super Bowl contenders as we just went through with the Vegas odds. These both of these teams are good enough where it really to me doesn't matter. Like they're both elite enough where you win big games, home road, you win big games. Um, I'm factoring that in less than I am factoring in that I think the Bills win this game if they with their defense, if they manage to play a low scoring game. I just don't see it with it being prime time and with it being Monday and with being extra day and with both of these teams knowing that they're essentially playing what could be a fucking AFC championship preview. I think it's a medium high scoring game. I think your Bengals, I think Randy Ruther's Bengals win this game. So not that I was holding this from you. Lyle Collins is yeah. out for the year. Yeah. You probably knew that. that. Yes. Okay. That. Yeah. Now, now the Bengals were the only team in the NFL for what it's worth, who had the same starting O-line all 15 weeks or all 15 games. And that line, which started rough, really gelled. Yeah. But. You know, I was because when I was this week, I was like, oh, the Bengals are going to lose because of that. Then the more I thought about it, like, it doesn't, we, we've seen it doesn't matter with Burrow. It just doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I mean, I think it matters with Burrow. I think Burrow gets hit in this game. Sure. But, but I he just finds that, ways to win. I, I yeah. now I'm going to be more of a homer because I'm going to be there. I and think you're a, Bengals, you're a big Bengals fan. I think the Bengals win. It's a toss-up. I think they win. Now, I don't know why the ESPN projection... Dude, I don't know what their math is. I looked. ESPN did... They had a thing called projections for the last two games of the year, for every game. I don't know if there was a glitch. They had the Bills winning 37-9. to (laughs) What? Yeah. I couldn't figure that I mean, one out. I think that, I I mean I know for sure this is going to be a good football game. I mean, ESPN has got some wild projected scores. This one they have 37 to 9. Yeah. This one they also have Commanders 41 to 10 over the Browns. Yeah, that's so stupid. Giants 34 to nothing over the Colts. That one's that that one they seem to have gotten. That, that one's right. That's correct. That's 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 gonna be a score. <laughs> Maybe they're not so crazy. 
I think the Chargers are going to put up 49 on the Rams. I don't know. Looks like we're both taking the Bengals. It's going to be a wild night. So, looking forward to it. I think we have three or four different picks this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't love them. I don't love them this week. I felt way more confident last week. I, I knew last week. I knew last week. Honestly, I was so confident going into last week. I thought I might even come all the way back and be leading going into this. You got a couple, you had a couple nice breaks. Yeah, that Steelers team saved me. Goddamn. All right. Well, there it is, Joe. Ye, me, you. I feel like Randy. I should I feel like I should have taken the 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 bills. But like Jed. the 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 the, the, the uh, Honestly, what I wish I could have picked in the Bengals um Bills game is over 14 Miller lights. I would I would you know pound the over. I think we just jinxed the Bengals for the record. I know. I know. And that that's why I said that's why I said I feel like I feel like if I had taken the Bills you would have also like not because you were playing to hold the ball. I just feel like whatever happened we were going to be stuck and then this way it really is the worst way. If we had both taken the bills, we're there for the record. If you had, you taken the bills, I would have taken the bills. <laughs> I would have, I just straight yeah. up would have, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to lose a point in this game. I, I, I was, I was, I didn't want to take any chances. Give us a ring. Three, one, Oh, three, five, nine, eight, three, six, five. Next show will be live. It'll be a new year. See you next year. Ruther. Yeah. 2023, a big year for Andy Ruther. That's right. It's going to be a big year for all of us. Follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. Jed, I know you're listening. I'll reach out to you. We'll sit, we'll figure this out. We're going to do for the uh, for the game. Again, Dirt Balls. Bengals Gym. Bengal Gym is where we're going to do the, the tailgate. Joe's going to see if he can drink as many Miller lights as the height of Anthony Munoz stacked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to, for, for, uh, third balls who, who don't remember Anthony Munoz playing and I'll have to Google this. I plan on having, and I'm going to do it responsibly because it's going to be a long day for the good folks in Miller lights. It's going to be a long day. There's a tailgate. There's a full game. Um, this will be, I will consume these Miller lights responsibly, but I think the over under number is Anthony Munoz's Jersey numbers combined. Oh, wow. I like that. Joe, you got shows, you got social. I do Joe at Joe print on all social media. Please follow me guys. Uh, at this point, you know, booking shows is how many people follow you on social media? I wish I wasn't even on social media. I wish I did, I wish I could say I'm not on social media. Don't follow me. Unfortunately, for a stand-up comedy career, I have to. So if you're out there and you're listening, you've heard me say it a million times, but you still never did it. Follow me at Joe Prano on Instagram, on TikTok, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, where I remain. And uh, come out and see a show, JoePrano.com forward slash shows. There's already some shows booked for New York. More will be booked soon. Um, so if you don't see one there that suits your schedule, keep your eye on it. Um, more shows being booked soon. Uh, Vegas, 16th to the 22nd. Let's play some golf. Come see a show. Let's play some blackjack. Let's play some craps. Let's do the thing. Uh, let's play some poker. Uh, and then, of course, uh, headlining 
uh, Dead Crow Comedy Club, Wilmington, North Carolina. Get those tickets if you're down in those parts, Sketch Fest and in San Francisco and other stuff in February. But let's focus on January right now. Get your tickets to January shows. All righty. That is our show. We'll see you guys in the new year. Have a lovely holiday and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day weekend. And we'll see you on Monday once again. And as always, stay dirty.